Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to a feel-good weekend for the Denver Nuggets, who on the heels of an embarrassing loss on national TV late last week to the Utah Jazz, Denver bounces back in what I thought was a meaningful way uh, after an eyesore of an L against the Jazz on ESPN last week. They bounce back. They beat uh, the New Orleans Pelicans on Friday night, 125-13. They co- turned around and beat the Pacers, 117-109 to in a game that I was at. Have some thoughts about that in just a second. Uh, but before uh, we get to that, um, Nuggets playing good basketball. Uh, you could tell, and, and they said as much that they were embarrassed uh, following what happened uh, in Salt Lake City last week. And they responded accordingly, right? Uh, bouncing uh, up right off the mat uh, in that game against um, the Pelicans. Jokic goes for 27, uh, 10, and 14. An incredible performance. Jokic continues to um, just reestablish himself as the best player in the world. And we'll talk about the uh, the narrative of that crown here in a second because uh, we are uh, not far from tip-off between uh, the Nuggets and the Sixers. We'll finish um, with that. But uh, Jokic, 11-17, uh, just absolutely dynamic, fully focused and motivated uh, Joker. That's what we saw on Friday night. And then we turn around and see Jokic uh, shoot 12 of 13 against the Indiana Pacers for 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 9 assists. He was flat out masterful. Uh, and to see that up close in person uh, as we had some pretty uh, uh, great seats for that game, uh, me and my son taking my son to his first Nuggets game. I want to tell you about that in just a couple minutes. Um, but right now in the month of January, Jokic is uh, shooting uh, over 77%. Uh, I just I just want to say that again. In the month of January, not one or two games, we're talking about seven games at this point. He's shooting over 77%, but what's um, noteworthy is the last two games of December, he shot 9 of 10 and 11 of 11 uh, in those two games against Oklahoma City and Memphis. So Jokic is um, on a historical, uh, 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 you know, he's just, what he's doing, you know, try to, to repackage my words here, um, you know, the fourth year of him being in the MVP picture. Um, it's a challenge because it's, uh, we've said, it, it, we, we've, we've tried to describe and articulate and then even color outside the lines of the greatness of what we're seeing right now in real time, and um, it's still almost impossible to do. Uh, Jokic hiccups here and there, and we've talked about them, but on the whole um, is uh, has just been incredible, just flat-out incredible, and um, he is a, a, a clear front-and-center uh, MVP favorite uh, considering how much time Embiid had uh, missed leading up to their game tonight. He had just come back, played great, um, uh, by the way, uh, 41 and 10, but uh, and some stat padding in there um, for those willing to acknowledge it. Um, but uh, anyway, Jokic, fantastic, fantastic stuff, and just a couple, a couple uh, good wins uh, for the Denver Nuggets. 
All right, um, I'm not going to spend too much time breaking down those games um, because, again, at the time of recording and on our schedule, sometimes it's going to work out where we are reacting directly to the games. And other times we'll choose to talk about just some bigger picture topics or themes uh, with the Nuggets. And uh, I want to shift gears to doing that um, here. One, um, great to be back uh, at Ball Arena. Um, I think it was my fourth uh, game this season. Don't make it as much as I used to um, with uh, a two-year-old and a, and a, and a five-year-old and uh, not having family and whatnot out here. Um, but uh, it was just so nice to be back in that building. Fantastic crowd considering a, a Tyrese Halliburton wasn't going to play. And um, it was just a fantastic environment. And, you know, um, I, I, I didn't know whether I was going to go to the game until the day of the game. In fact, um, we were going to watch, uh, you know, split our focus uh, with two screens with uh, the, the Nuggets playing the Pacers and have the uh, Buffalo Bills a playoff game on uh, the main TV. And um, uh, because the Bills game got moved because of incredible um, weather uh, happening to the Northeast, it freed up the afternoon and say, we're not just going to watch Nuggets game. Today's the game where I'm going to take my son to his first contest and uh, first NBA game. And I've taken him to a bunch of high school games, and we've actually made that a regular habit. And it's, he's built up enough stamina of sitting in one place um, and being able to just hang out and not want to run around, go to the bathroom every second, go, you know, go get you know, stuff to eat or whatever uh, every two seconds. And um, I'm like, he's ready for this. And uh, right at the last second before I told him that we're going, my wife pulled out her phone and recorded it. And what a special moment. Um, I shared it on social media, on uh, my Twitter account, uh, on my Instagram uh, in the form of a story. Um, and uh, the reaction I got to that video just absolutely blew me away. Uh, the unbridled joy on the face of my son and his reaction, it was so pure. It was so pure. Uh, and it was an emotional moment for us. Um, and, uh, and it was so cool to see the reaction to this video um, that I had no idea was going to get that type of, of love when we put it out there. So it was really cool. Shout out anyone who interacted with that video. Um, and if you missed it, 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 it's like I said, it's on my Twitter. It's on uh, TikTok. It's my first ever TikTok video. Go, go figure. Um, but uh, anyway, um, he had so much fun at the game. And watching him enjoy the Nuggets in person uh, and, and to watch – uh, how well Jokic played, how well Jamal played, how well Aaron Gorm played, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, stringing together a couple really nice performances as he went for 25, uh, uh, 8, and 5 against the Pacers. A really complete game for MPJ with two blocks. Uh, so we just had the best day, man. It was one of the best best father-son days uh, that I've had with my kid, and it's just so fun that he's old enough to start doing stuff like this. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to handle it, so I got us tickets in the 300 level. But I wanted us close enough, so I got first row of the 300 level. And those are good seats, right, Ball Arena? Um, and uh, I, I reached out to someone from the Nuggets that I know, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to put him in a bad spot. And, but although, know that I would love nothing more than to shower him with credit right now, but I just don't, again, want to put him in a bad position. And I showed him this video before I ever put it on social media of my son. I said, hey, it's time. He's, I'm taking him to his first Nuggets game today. He said, hey, I'll come say hello to you. Where are you sitting? I said, don't worry about come say hello because I don't know if he can make it through the whole game. So I got his tickets in the 300 level. 300 level. And uh, the next text that I get on my phone, um, it just says, hey, you've just been given two tickets from Ticketmaster. Ooh. And uh, <clears throat> so me and my kid 
didn't use the seats that I bought. We sat in the 14th row for his first game because he wanted this dude from the Nuggets was like, it's his first game. I want it to be a great experience. So it was just a special, special day. And uh, Nuggets won 117, 109. It was, it was just awesome. Um, a couple other things I want to get to here before um, we look forward to the uh, Philadelphia 76ers game. It was so cool uh, to see. You talk about emotional, seeing Bruce Brown back at Ball Arena being just cheered and rooted for and given his championship ring and watching his teammates gather around him with unbridled joy for their brother. That is sports in a nutshell. That's why I love sports. Uh, I love the function of it, of course, and I love the game of basketball. Uh, and you know that comes out, that the love for the game comes out on this podcast. But uh, watching those dudes rally around their dude who's no longer on their team, he's the last member of the team from a year ago that hadn't received his ring yet. And watching the look on that dude's face, these guys are all the money that they make, um, the pride that they have above everything else. It was just the coolest thing. And the Nuggets did a great video for Bruce and hearing the Bruce. And it was just it was a special, special uh, afternoon at Ball Arena, and I'm so happy I was there for it, um, and I will remember that uh, for a very, very long time. Bruce Brown was one, has been one of my favorite Nuggets to cover, and I remember in the episodes leading up to the last season beginning, telling you and stressing you and emphasizing, saying, guys, this is not going to be on SportsCenter. They're not going to be talking about these additions on first take, but the additions of Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Bruce Brown have potential to be game changing and boy were they ever um and uh just love that guy the way that bruce embraced denver and not just denver but colorado um just the best man ben one i remember tweeting after they won uh bruce brown should never have to buy a drink in in the state of colorado again and uh i i know that's going to be the case um other stuff i wanted to get to here a uh, one real quick that we're not going to spend too much time on because um we're not close enough to the deadline yet. I don't know how real it is, but I wanted to mention it that like I'm going, you know, clicking on an article from CBS Sports. This is a national outlet, okay? Uh, 10 NBA household names that could get traded. And uh, fourth on the list, fourth on the list is Michael Porter Jr. All right. And, um, you know, uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. is playing great. Um, Michael Porter, I think, has uh, came a long way. I know he's come a long way. I don't think that. I know that to be true. Um, but I remember a press conference with Josh Kroenke uh, maybe two years ago. And he said, Calvin Booth, this was after the Tim Connolly departure to Utah, and he's talking about uh, current general manager Calvin Booth. He said, he has shown the willingness to make ruthless decisions. And th that stuck with me. And... Denver has been, for years, you know, a grassroots program. And I wonder if waiting around the corner, there's a bit of a curveball. Right now, I don't think there is. I, I, I don't. I don't. But if you're telling me maybe a big theme of the season is trying to uh, 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 bring along the depth, right, of the team, uh, I wonder what in, in, in Calvin Booth's mind he could accomplish in that department if he moved on from Michael Porter Jr. And you know already before the season even started, Calvin Booth referred to Michael Porter Jr. as a me, me guy. And I, can't, I just can't imagine, even though how well this has gone across the board between these two parties in the, in the big picture, 
Um, maybe there's a curveball waiting for us. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. But again, to say that, you know, it's not like Michael Porter Jr.'s name just fell out of the sky into that article from CBS Sports. There's something uh, uh, to be said, at least for just mentioning it. Okay. Um, so we'll keep our eye on that. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, two more things here on the way out. I wanted to get to this is a this is th- these were comments made last week, but I just wanted to address it. Um, the comments from Carmelo Anthony on the 7 p.m. in Brooklyn podcast last week, accusing the Denver Nuggets uh, has I can't even believe I'm saying it. Accusing the Denver Nuggets of being petty and giving Jokic the number 15 in an effort to wipe away Carmelo Anthony's um, greatness here in Denver. Um, holy crap! I, I could do 20 minutes on this. I'm not going to. Um, it's not worth 20 minutes uh, because it's so such a toothless accusation. Um, it's founded upon nothing. Uh, Carmelo Anthony was in New York already for five years nearly, I believe, before Jokic ever even shows up in Denver, okay? They had given the number 15 to Anthony Randolph before it was ever Jokic's, all right? Jokic was wearing the number 15 when he was a boy back in Serbia. But this is what happens when you're so far in your own head and so egotistical and the lens that you're viewing something has to cross through six shades of mellow. And that's the way that he sees the world. And Mello's, like, unfortunately, I think the gap between Mello and this fan base only widened within the past week because of these comments. Um, he is a trip, man. He is he is such a trip. And um, I, uh, he's something else. I, it couldn't have been that well thought out of a thought because if you just think about it for just a couple minutes and add some context to the accusation, it doesn't make sense. And of course it doesn't help that the podcaster's like, Oh my God, he's oh my God. It's like, guys, guys, you just, it's not rooted in reality. Um, you don't get to force your way out of Denver for the bright lights in New York city, which is his right. And I don't hold that against him. He was, a, he was a great nugget. You want to go to New York? That's your choice as a man, as a pro. That's fine. But you don't get to break up with the girl and also say you shouldn't date anyone else either. You don't get to break up with the girl and say, why didn't you ever get my name tattooed on you? Like, you, you don't get to do that. You don't, you don't get to have it both ways. And that's where my problem, my biggest problem with Mello comes in is he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. You know, he wants his jersey retired in Denver right now. Well, guess what, dude? They weren't going to retire your jersey when you were still freaking playing the game at the pro level. And during that time, two other guys got it, all right? And the second guy that got it turned out to be the best passing big man in the history of this franchise that no one saw coming, the Nuggets included, all right? So I'm I'm over Mello in these comments. I'm just over it. Um all right, on the way out here, Philadelphia 76ers, Denver Nuggets. By the time you're hearing this, maybe they already played the game, okay? Um, Embiid is going to play. Uh, Embiid is coming off a 41-10 game. He had missed a bunch of games due to injury uh, leading up to this. His MVP odds have slipped. I, I, I think this t- Tuesday night's game on TNT matters more than it should, okay? I'm just going to get out in front of it. It matters more than it should. It's one game of 82, but it'll feel like 10 considering the narrative and the, and the now long-standing history between Jokic and Embiid with, for the MVP. Last year when they played in Philly, I think Embiid went for like 47-15 and 15 or something crazy like that and took over in the fourth quarter. That was a huge part of the narrative swing. Back to Embiid. Um, and then and then what, what didn't help Jokic's case and didn't hurt Embiid enough was Embiid's decision to not play Jokic in Denver. 
So you, you know how that went. It's all good. It's aged fantastically for um, uh, Jokic. He went and won the NBA championship, uh, finals MVP, uh, one of the GOATs, established, signed, sealed, delivered, and Bede um, did what he did in the playoffs and scored 14 points in a closeout game, um, getting upset. So we'll see what awaits us on uh, Tuesday evening and what uh, kind of conversations develop from it. I hope Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets go in there and show out like they have these last two games. But time will tell. Time will tell. Guys, we're going to leave it there for now. Thanks for being with us here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Um, I hope your 2024 is off to a great start. And whatever happens in Philadelphia on Tuesday night, We'll be back talking about it on Thursday right here in the Mile High Hoops podcast.